0: Uh, welcome back to the plugin for more podcast this is going to be episode one of our season two getting 2023 started uh today we're gonna be talking about one of mike's many new cars that he's gotten updates on mine and then we also take a look at the ces the consumer electronics show and some of the unveilings that have come out there
1: tom it's not that many new cars so let's just level set and there's a reason behind my madness other than my addiction problem here so uh other than your madness yep my madness that is true
2: welcome to plug in for more brought to you by evuniverse.com ev universe is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle here on this podcast our goal is to educate inspire and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating and now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant.
3: I mean, not that many. Four new cars, and Tom hasn't had one yet. Well, that's because I'm better at buying them than him. <laughs> <laughs> Gasps around the world. Yep.
0: Right. Um, right. So,
1: on that topic, all right. So, Tom, where is your where's your Maki? Where's your
0: Ford Maki <sighs> that you've had on order for months? And months? So. Brian had the same issue when he ordered or when he was waiting for his Kia EV six. And I thought it was laughable then. And now that it's happening to me, I'm a little bit perturbed. But I know that back in December eighteenth-ish, my car was shipped from a factory in Mexico, presumably on a train and then on who knows what else. But you've got this fifty thousand dollar car, right? It's got GPS stuff built into it and all these fancy things that are in the car, high dollar amount item, no one knows where it's at. It is somewhere between here and there. That's it. No X. Ex- we have a window of January 8th to January 14th. Maybe by the time this episode airs, I will have the car. But as of our recording here on January, what are we, the 6th? It, it's not here. So I ordered a scrub brush from Amazon. I know where that scrub brush is at at all times. It's on a truck between this place and that place. I know when my delivery is going to be like, it's, it's absurd to me. But anyhow, that's where I'm at with the mach well, I did get a call from my dealer yesterday that tried to upsell me for a, a more expensive model that was on the floor with really? the wrong color and everything else.
1: Okay. So let's let's back up here so everyone knows
0: what you're expected to get. So can you walk yeah. us through that? You know, Ford Maki. So it's been a comedy of errors. I ordered back in March of twenty-two and Ford converted me from a twenty-two model year to a 23 model a year which took away some features but basically what i'm getting is the select which is like the entry-level model standard range battery but with the all-wheel drive platform is what i'm expected to get and so what's okay so what did the dealer offer you yeah it was just a different colored vehicle than i ordered so they i ordered the carbonized gray they wanted to give me some blue Matte finish color car, but the MSRP on the one they wanted to sell me was twenty thousand dollars more. Oh, so, so a pocket change? Yeah, kind of, kind of a little bit high, yeah. and I I tried floating it past my partner, and it was a hard no. So you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> totally reasonable. <laughs> um yeah. a
3: decent shot there. I mean, the, the biggest question <laughs> yeah. is, I remember your in law? No, 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 not your in laws. Your dad ordered a Maki. Are you going to get yours before him? Because that's the big question now, right? Well, I've, he- I've been hearing horror stories about Ford
0: vehicles being left on rail yards for months on end that are awaiting a truck to drive them to wherever they need to go. Uh, I just got forwarded an email today from my dad that his has been shipped. So his expected delivery is January 22nd through the 28th. So I should get it before him. I'm pulling him. for
1: your dad. I'm pulling for your dad to beat you. You know that. Oh my
0: God, I know. I know, I know, but it uh, that's where we're at as of today. So my car could show up next week, or it might just be stuck Are in a rail yard in Kentucky. I don't know.
1: Are you ready for charging? Do you have a level two set up at your
0: house yet? No. So I have the charger. It's been delivered, and I am awaiting my electrician to come to help me run the the line to where I'm gonna put it. We have to put a new panel into the garage to make that work. So it's quite a big progress or project to to get that installed. But like things are in motion and there's a plan in place. Got it. So you'll be using a, a 120 outlet for a little bit. Yeah. You'll be right. you'll be good.
3: Or topping off at a fast driver somewhere. I do remember uh this happening with my v 6 Tom and and you're right. You you said why don't they just throw out you know an air tag on it. And uh yeah. So hopefully it's not in a train yard somewhere in New Mexico. Hopefully it's soon, but um, if you do remember, my EV6 guy was calling me saying he's not there, and then he texted me a minute later that it actually showed up. So, good luck. <laughs> I don't know how they get away with with it. Like, I
0: understand like if they have the information, but they don't want to relinquish it because it gets annoying. Because you got guys like us that are like, "Hey, where's my car? Where's my car? Where's my car?" Like wanting like live tracking it going across the country, but like nope. it's not, it shouldn't be that hard.
1: So, Brian, maybe you can shed some light on this, but my understanding, talking to the guys at Reliable Carriers, who Reliable Carriers, they've, um, you know, extremely high-end shipping um, for vehicles, and it's always, you know, covered trailers, and they do all the big car shows, and if you have multi-million dollar cars, that's one of the people that you typically use. They have tracking for their vehicles, um, you know, their, their trucks, and they know where they are, and they can about any point in time, they don't let the consumer know because, especially with those folks, they have multi-millions in those trailers. And I can see why they don't want to just let, you know, a guy with a $50,000 car know where the $4 million Bugatti is. You know, we don't want to have a a Fast and the Furious type of uh, scenario. Yeah, it's wise
0: from an operational security standpoint, for sure.
1: Yes, but, um, and I'm assuming that most of these OEMs are using yeah third party transport companies not necessarily their own employees and that kind of thing so that might be a, a nightmare but um brian can you do you have any other insights there
3: yeah i mean you're right like the the high end transport companies do know where the cars are but they don't let them know because they have you know kind of collection points across the country where they you know drop them off and they're in storage for a day or two or a week maybe and then they're picked up and so they don't want people to know kind of where where the cars are and and you're right i think the average reliable carrier i was told uh, if you see one of their orange trucks on the road it has about four million dollars in cars in it um so hmm. just know there's some some interesting stuff there but i yeah i don't know why to your point the oems it seems to me the oems don't actually know where their stuff is it's not that they do not want to tell us at least with my experience literally the dealership had no idea it was between washington and state in michigan and they had no idea and it sounds like it's the same with tom it's between mexico and and michigan and they don't really know so i'm still waiting but yet you have yet another new vehicle mike tell us
0: what you couldn't live without okay so um back this is over two years ago now
1: um when the rivian came out i waited a little bit of time but um i put a deposit down on the rivian and um i really like the gear tunnel and you know, when it came out, four motors, super cool truck. I had originally put it down a reservation for the four motor, but with their max battery pack, which was their largest battery pack. They haven't produced it even today yet. Um, it's supposed to be 400 miles of range. Um, the the four motor, the quad motor is one motor for each wheel, um, to the high end vehicle. And so, you know, they've been... Producing these cars for about a year now, and more and more cars at the road, and um, a couple different things happened along the way. One, a while back, they did a large price increase on these trucks, and they had a huge backlash. And I mean, it was not just a fifteen hundred dollar increase; it was ten 000 to twenty thousand dollars for these trucks. And so, the people who had already put reservations, they came back and said, "Hey, you guys can." keep your pricing um and if you actually gave up your deposit because of this announcement we'll honor that original pricing you just have to go back in and log your your uh your reservation and, and do some work there anyways so long story short i kept my original pricing which was way back way back when and um just recently i got an email saying hey they're not going to produce Rivian's is not going to produce the four motor with the largest battery pack the max pack And they'll give you some discounts. And to me, I really wanted the four motor and I wanted wanted the the max battery pack. And so I had two options. One was to go down to a two motor and that max battery pack and take a little bit of a discount and then wait another six to nine months for the truck. Or I could get into a vehicle that was already produced, ready to go. They could ship it right to the closest service center. I could go pick it up and I'd be about a week or so. So, I opted to do that. And when I did that, the pricing um, was just over 70000 And if I built that truck today, that would be 93 5 for the same truck. And so, wow. to me, yeah, massive price difference versus what I had to pay versus what it's really worth. So, I talked to my wife and said, Hey, you know, I, I think this is probably the way we want to go because we need more space. I really want this truck, anyways. And she's like, Well, you know if you don't like it you could always sell it and if you do like it then gosh darn it you got another car um and that you know we'll 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 deal with that if if it comes to it um and so i have the truck and of course it's awesome i love it it's fantastic and um we we have done a, a review of a friend of mine who just had one and that youtube video will be out shortly and we'll be doing more videos on, on my truck as well, but, um, it's, it's a beast of a truck. It's not the biggest, but the fit and finish is great. It's fast. And, um, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier at this point. Is it still ugly though? No, I, it looks just like it does in pictures and I think it's a beautiful truck and it's, uh, for Tom, I think it's the best thing ever. It's the best looking vehicle of all time. Um, hmm. just kidding. it it's, it, I I like it. I mean, in in person, the, the headlights aren't as off putting as I think um, you think they are, even though you've seen one in person. But it's uh, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's a good looking truck personally.
0: I will say that seeing the picture of yours in the white, I think hides those goofy ovals better than a darker color that contrasts. <laughs> so I I, I yeah, say I'll that in it. your case, it might be a little bit better. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, could they have done something different up front? Absolutely. Um, I heard the same thing from my wife. She's still a little iffy on those headlights. But the rest of the truck, I mean, when you get into it, I mean, it's a nice place to be. It really is. The The quality of the materials is very high. It has all the luxury items you would think of. It's got heated yeah. seats, cooled seats. Um, the All the uh, technology is really, really good in the car. I don't know if it's it's not quite as good as Tesla, but I mean, when you close the door it is a very quiet and comfortable place to be where in a tesla you're hearing a lot more road noise
0: does it have the electrochromatic roof
1: it does not oh
3: sorry and that was the only cool thing it had going for it i mean mike i've uh mike i've seen lots and lots of rivians now but i haven't i haven't driven one um you said the road noise is pretty quiet Anything else that surprised you um about the about the car? Like how about the interior? You know, is the frunk big? The F-150 frunk was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that else take you by surprise?
1: Yeah, I would say the, the frunk is um it's 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 big. It's not as big as the F-150. Um and part of the reason for that is if the F-150 almost has the 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 grill comes with the hood when it opens up and you can slide Stuff straight in where with the Rivian you have to pick it up and put it put it down into the the frunk just like you would in a Tesla and a lot of the other frunks. Um, It does have a uh, a drain plug there, which is nice. How it handles, very surprising for its weight because it's over seven thousand pounds and it doesn't feel that heavy. Um, The power is very substantial, eight hundred thirty five horsepower. It moves. It it feels like a truck that's. I don't know, half its size is kind of how Mm. it feels. It still feels like a truck a little bit, but because it has air suspension, it really soaks up the bumps. It doesn't give you that jarring back end jittery feeling that you feel like in a lot of trucks. Um, Other than that, like comparing it to Teslas, um, one thing I did notice, because I got into a big rainstorm on the way home from driving this thing is with Teslas, they have their automated wipers and that has never been good. Since any time I've owned a Tesla, it's been subpar at best terrible other times with this car it was spot on just like you would expect from most other vehicles for the automated wipers Hmm. sounds like a silly thing but there was kind of a thing that drove me nuts with a lot of teslas is that that problem um another thing was the autopilot with tesla works really good this has their driver plus assistance package Which is kind of the same thing for the basic autopilot this didn't work as well it kind of bounced a little bit between the lines um and then it it um, wouldn't work in some areas of major highways which i thought was a little bit surprising so that part definitely needs some work i guess the last thing i will say and this is a, a personal irritant on this car um just because of my kids and it is it has alexa and i haven't checked the settings yet so there might be a way to turn this off but it allows you to say, Alexa, play whatever. And so I've got two boys, five and an eight year old, who love to go, Alexa, play this song. And then the other one will say, No, Alexa, play this song. So it kind of becomes a competing, um, which song is being played. And I, instead of yelling at Alexa and say, You know, don't listen to these children, I don't think it's really picking that up yet. So before it was, I had to push a button and then say whatever. Now it just Alexa picks it up. So again, there's probably a setting that I need to change, but uh, it's 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 more hilarious than anything else at this point.
3: Mike, Um, so you've owned so many cars, you just take this for granted. But for someone <laughs> who's switching from a Tesla to a Rivian, there's some practical mm-hmm. considerations, such as if you have a Tesla charger, what do you have to do now that you have a Rivian? And you're used to the supercharger network. So can you just talk about some of maybe our listeners that maybe they're going to be switching from a Tesla to something else for the first time or is their first, you know, EV experience. Like what are some of those practical things if you want to switch between the, I mean, for lack of a better example, it's an iPhone versus an Android. It's kind of like the Tesla charging network. And now you're not in the Tesla charging network. Like what do you have to do?
1: Let's, let's start at home. So we have two different chargers at our house. We've got one that's a Tesla, one that's an, an off brand. Um, the off brand is a J 1772, which plugs right into the the Rivian, it works just fine. Um, The other one, the Tesla charger has their proprietary um, plug. And so we have an adapter for that. And then when you're going on a trip and you're looking at DC fast charging, you're on a completely different network. So if you have a Rivian, you cannot charge in the US on a Tesla supercharger. And with the opposite, if you're a Tesla, you can still, use the Electrify America and some of the other EVgo and and the other charging networks. So with Tesla, you kind of have the best of both worlds. And with a Rivian or a BMW i4 I had or the Kia EV6, you're stuck with Electrify America, EVgo, and and a handful of others. Now, what has come out, it's been a problem for a while, but over the last few weeks and months, I think it's really come to a head. Is that Electrify America and some of the other charging networks are their reliability is is pretty poor compared to Tesla, and it's something if you've really been paying attention to going on long trips with a non-Tesla, you're we have been aware of for a while, but it's been hitting the news and there's a lot of YouTubers that are really pushing that lately, and um, so that's something you have to factor in that you might go to an Electrify America charger and the. 350 kilowatt chargers, the really fast ones might be down and you might be stuck at a 150. Or the card reader's not working, or they're just offline. Um, and so they're having a lot more issues with that than than what Tesla is. And so that is something to consider. And hopefully they can they get their act together and they can make everything work and they you know, update these chargers and get them fixed across the US and have a better maintenance plan at the same time, expand their network. But um, that's that's one of the biggest things to cons- to really consider if you're looking at a non-Tesla is that if you're going on a lot of road trips, it might be a little more hit and miss than what you're used to with a Tesla.
3: Yeah, that's practical. I agree. Um, lastly, what kind of range are you getting on it? Uh, are you seeing you know the range kind of de- decrease a bunch on the highway? Hasn't really been cold where you live, but has it been pretty accurate to what you know Rivian says?
1: Well, so as of right now, the stated range is 328 miles, I believe. And when I picked it up, I had a 150 mile trip and it, it was 61 degrees and it was dead on the whole time. So I got exactly the stated range all the way to my house over like a two hour drive, um, got home with a, you know, hundred and, um, was it 80 miles or so, um, left on the car, left on the truck. And so I was really, really happy.
3: I was gonna say anything else? Any yep. more snarky comments you want to make on the Rivian, Tom? I was—I
0: don't have Alexa, but I was gonna ask her why the Rivian's so ugly. And I was just thinking about downloading the app on my phone so I could do the "Hey Alexa." Yeah. Yeah. Is that worth it? All right.
1: No. No. <laughs> maybe for the, I think for the next, if if you set it up, if you set it up for the next one, maybe I think. But I mean, you could do um, Siri. You can ask
3: Siri why. <laughs>
2: you just activated my siri you're listening to the plug in for more podcast if you're looking for information on electric vehicles electric vehicles components or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint look no further than evuniverse.com evuniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle
0: so let's dive into the consumer electronics show that's going on right now a lot of big things that are coming out of that. My biggest favorite thing that came out of it was the reveal of the Ram EV revolution. Ram obviously is joining the party now with the full-size pickup truck in the EV state. Um, I am a huge fan of the brand. I currently own a Ram 1500. I love it. And I'm really excited to see what they come in the EV space. And uh, personally, I think it's the best looking truck that I've seen so far. Admittedly, it's very concepty. But it it's uh pretty cool. What did you guys think?
1: I mean, I really liked how they had the suicide doors on it. But what I'm reading is that that is not going to be a uh, that's concept only. They're going to have four normal doors on it. But uh, oh, okay. three
3: rows is pretty cool. I'm the same. I, I'm i a geek of Ram. I have a 1500 as well. And uh, the things I saw, which I'm not sure will we'll make to production, which were pretty cool, is the extending extendable bed. I thought that was pretty neat. I don't can't remember right off the cuff how how it extends but it adds a few feet into the bed i would use that a lot because i i haul two Mm. by fours you know long timber so it'd be nice to add a a foot or two onto the bed um i thought the really interesting idea uh, around the removable touch screen so the screen the bottom part of the touch screen is removable into a tablet and so i thought that was really intriguing and then kind of a little bit like the um like the um early nine or early two thousands kind of like Chevrolet Chevrolet um Avalanche the bed kind of like going into the cabin so if you had like literally like a twenty foot two by four you could lay down the bed have the extension and you could put it into the cabin and lay the seats down you could have this massive space
1: it went through the front too right like my understanding is it went from the fronk all um, the way through. Am I am I wrong? I'm not I'm sure not sure. If it
3: went through the frunk.
1: I think it just went through the
0: seat. It, I think. Yeah, it's definitely just a pass through through that back wall, like yeah. it folds down. Like so, the Ram. The, I'm sorry, the Silverado EV has the same functionality that that wall between the cab and the bed folds down and makes it available for extra storage space to to slide things in. And the Ram looks like it's the same way. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I, I, what I'm hearing a couple different sites is that it goes through the front too. Oh, I didn't, see I did not
0: video. catch
3: that part of it. Me yeah. neither. I think the uh, some gimmicky stuff. If you guys remember the, if you guys remember some of the gimmicky stuff from Pebble Beach like podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, hey. This is gimmicky, guys. There's a shadow me mode, which lets the truck follow the driver walking ahead of it. So you basically have a voice acted feature which allows the driver to walk in front of the truck and the truck follows it. Now they say that's something around like, Hey, if you (laughs) want to pick up some tools at a job site, or if you need to move the truck a foot forward, like I would say I've gotten into my Ram and moved it a foot forward a fair amount of times. And that's kind of annoying, but I think that's kind of gimmicky and it's kind of like giving you a hug in the DeLorean I'm not sure how useful that's going to be. Maybe it's a horror movie, like a Terminator, like the truck's going to, you know, follow you and then run over you and kill you. I thought that was kind of, kind of gimmicky. But
1: that's my first thought: is it's going to run you over? Like, it's that's creepy in some ways. Like, I mean, it's it's not a small vehicle either. I mean, that thing is
2: imposing.
1: And if it's just Mm -hmm. following you around, like, is it going to turn off its lights too at night and just really creep up on you really quietly because it's an EV and turn off the the noise and just i don't know again horror movie it's it's, it's running people over
0: I, i'm imagining it like super mario Bros. 3 when you have your back turned to the ghost and the ghost flies at you and as soon as you turn around and look at them they stop
3: <laughs> i mean that that was kind of interesting yeah. and then it has a uh, 3d avatar that functions as a truck's quote-unquote face so I don't know. That stuff's kind of creepy to me. I'm not I don't love that stuff. Otherwise I love the truck. I think everything looks pretty sick on it. And I think uh, you know, it's if if they actually had a reservation, I would put one in because I think it would be pretty sweet to have one. But it doesn't have any specifics, doesn't have range, doesn't have, you know, zero to sixty times, it doesn't have towing. So but assuming RAM's gonna come out with something like the TRX, it's probably gonna wanna beat, you know, the F one fifty that's been out two plus years in the silverado so i'm assuming it's gonna want to beat all those things so it's gonna have to have like 500 miles of range it's gonna have to be 060 in like two seconds it's gonna have to tow like 15,000 pounds to beat all that stuff so i guess we'll just see what do you guys think of the uh the bmw prototype the uh i
0: vision d yes i think it looks interesting Interesting. That's a nice way to put it. I have.
1: It's very polarizing. I've seen a lot of people really like the look of it. I, I don't. Um, I. I don't. I agree. I, mean, and people I thought the Cybertruck looked weird. I don't know, but
3: I think it's, it's, it's plain, plain old ugly. I don't like it. Yep. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: It might grow on me though, because the new BMWs that have come out the last couple of years that have that huge front, I hated those, and now. I wouldn't say I like them, but they're the, the buck teeth is growing on me a bit. Oh, you like you like buck teeth? We all know it, so
0: <laughs> we, we get it. And just because I like to be disagreeable, I'm going to say that I like it. <laughs> uh, well, of course, of course you do. The Rivian's not good
1: looking, but this thing is just beautiful, huh?
0: I no we'll probably edit this out, and I want to figure out the model, but it reminds me of like that grill. Reminds me of like the probably late 90s 3 series or maybe the or later 80s 3 series where the yeah. the brow of the hood overlaps the grill and it kind of like drops back down at an angle so it kind of has that retro look to it which i i totally get i like that look what
1: i don't get when i'm looking at the front of this thing it's it's it has that on top and then it's just this plain flat like thing i don't like the bumper is just a Everything is white and it's just, hmm. I, don't, I mean, I can draw that. And I can't even write my own name well. I mean, that thing is uh, just, <laughs> I don't know. All right, Tom. Well, that's
3: that's in your favorite bucket. Um, I think we need to get your eyes checked again, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> the last one is the uh, Sony Honda, Honda Afila. What would you guys think about this one? I don't like the name first off, but it it's odd, but I think
0: overall it looks cool and it reminds me of the lucid, which we all know i am in love with so i'm I'm a fan, I'm curious to see how that all comes together. I think there's a lot of good things that come from both Sony, Sony and Honda, and I'm excited for that progress,
1: yeah, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of the um the Ionic Five for some reason, mixed with mm. a lucid, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of what I'm seeing um I'm not in love with the wheels, but I'm sure those will change
3: but uh
1: they're gonna yeah. it, it'll be interesting what the, what if this is
3: finally coming out. I could see the lucid reference tom I think it I think it's definitely stole I think that's a lucid front and maybe a ionic five back kind of um yeah. but I think the biggest thing is it's supposed to come on the PlayStation, so that'd be cool. <laughs> 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 i
1: mean well i mean it's probably be easier than getting a playstation 5 these days so you could just
3: oh,
1: order man. one of those
0: in five years you'll get it exactly i mean that's gimmick of all gimmicks but anyway so we're at, we're at a point here that we're gonna end this episode now but we're looking forward to our next episodes and what we have coming in 2023 uh in two weeks, we'll be back with a new episode and we're going to be talking about buying a used electric vehicle and what you need to look for. Uh, some of the issues that are going to be coming with that is a lot of dealerships may not have the education to, to the degree that you will as a consumer to buy the EV. And we're going to work through some of the things to look for and um, checklists and whatnot of things to keep in mind uh, on making your purchase into that EV space. We're excited to have you back with us in 2023. And we look forward to uh, another another successful season of the podcast. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
2: Thank you for listening to Plug In For More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, evuniverse.com. Until next time.